Welcome to The Cutting Room. I'm your host, Gordon Burkell. We're going to do a second part to the sort of follow-up to EditFest. And yesterday there was a panel in the afternoon called The Lean Forward Moment. And it had Norman Holland, Zach Arnold, James Haygood, Lisa Lassick, Joe Leonard, and Ken Schretzman. You can hear him flying solo today. Uh, John's just headed out. So hopefully we'll catch him tonight and maybe do another one of these little quick summaries of some of the stuff that's happened. The panel, one of the neat things about this panel was the editors chose the scenes that inspired them. So what I'm going to do is tell you which film and scene they did and let them explain why it inspired them. And you can check those out online if you search for the scenes, I'm sure. So first up will be Lisa Lassick. And Lisa's cut things such as the... Dr. Horrible sing-along blog, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Firefly, Serenity, and tons of other stuff. The film she chose was Out of Sight, cut by Ann Coates. And it's the scene in which and it's the scene in which the two main characters meet at a bar and it's cross-cut with their love scene. So I'm gonna let her take this and explain it to you. Great scene. Wow. Yeah. I want to sleep with them. <laughs> I know. It's a little bit of chemistry yeah. there. Yeah. The audience. So um, what was interesting to you about this scene from the point of view of an editor? Um, well, I love this scene for many reasons. It, it does a number of things that I'm really interested in. One is it it's shows how um, a film can evolve, you know, after, once it's shot, different from the script, you know, there's the script, and then there's the movie you shoot, and it's never the same <laughs> movie. And uh, it's one of the best things about our job. It's how we get to shape it um, once it's shot. And uh, I was lucky enough to hear Ann Coates speak, and she actually showed these scenes as they were originally conceived, not cross-cut. Um, and it was really interesting, because the the dialogue scene at the bar, it's... It's just, it's totally different. It doesn't have that intimacy. I mean, it's still a great scene, but what cross-cutting them does, you can see, um, it's hard to imagine them not cross-cut. Um, and uh, one of the things I'm really interested in, actually, Zach, you brought up, is subjective, how editing can sort of replicate the human ex subjective experience. And here, because the way it's cross-cut, it does more than simply, you know, this beautiful, elegant thing. Uh, you also feel drawn into their heads, and you almost feel like this is what they're thinking about as they're talking. Um, and I think that's a beautiful thing that cinema can do and editing can do, and I'm, I'm really fascinated with subjectivity in editing. So you heard Lisa's ideas on Out of Sight. You can always email us at info at art of the guillotine.com with, uh, with what you think of Out of Sight. Next is James Haygood, and he's cut tons of stuff for David Fincher, He's cut tons of stuff for David Fincher, The Game, Fight Club. Uh, he's also done Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. And he's currently cutting Tron. So he did The Conversation, which was cut by Walter Murch. And it's the scene in which the main character goes to the hotel room to see if he can hear what's going on in the other side. And he starts to realize and hear everything sort of mixed together. I'm not doing a really good explanation of this, so I'll let James take it from there. It's really loud from up here. Uh, while we're waiting for the lights to come up, why don't you tell us what about this intrigues you as a piece of art? Um, it was very, I'm not sure if this is on, but I'll just, oh, there we go. Um, 
having to pick something for something like this, I found to be very difficult because there's so many different ways that you look at movies. And if you're thinking about something that first made you notice movies in the first place, or maybe when you were more familiar with them, what made you interested in a more nuanced way, or there's so many different ways. Because uh, there, there was a movie called The Crimson Pirate when I was a kid that was just a, you know, Burt Lancaster, you know, kind of predecessor to something like Pirates of the Caribbean now, but it was the movie that I just remember when it would come on TV, our family would always watch it. It was kind of those, one of those first ones that I remember. But going back and looking at it in terms of editing, it's, you know, it's very old fashioned. It was nothing uh, spectacular that way. You know, and then there's movies like uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark or something, you know, that kind of opening scene of that that's just so spectacular and exciting. And, um, but a lot of it's, you know, you're, it, there's kind of production value and just this big epic scene and those things that uh, are actually in ways some of the easier scenes to edit just because there's so much action that you have but to work with. This is pretty intense we just looked at. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, this one I just found interesting because it was kind of at a point I was in college and remember seeing this and it was Coppola's movie after The Godfather and it was very different. It was much more of kind of an independent film. It seemed more like just kind of the movie that he would want to make. Um, it was a little bit more in keeping with some of the foreign films and things that I was watching at the time and, and just the uh, kind of character study within kind of a thriller, you know, I just found all those pieces interesting. And it didn't, it doesn't look like a big budget movie. I mean, it's, uh, the coverage is pretty simple. It looks like they're probably using everything that they shot and, and it's kind of crude in ways. It's very, it's, it's kind of simple it's because they didn't have all the different little pieces that if you shot the scene now, it would probably cover, be covered much more. Um, and then just kind of the use of sound and, uh, especially in the context of the movie, there's so much about things that you're not seeing or him trying to understand things that he doesn't have complete information about and all the shots where you're just kind of getting bits of sound from the other side of the wall and just that kind of element of your imagination filling in the blanks of things that you don't see um, One that thing I found that interesting. One thing that intrigued me about this is, and there's no dialogue in it, you don't hear words until that push in you begin to hear, and that's the first time the camera really moves like this. There's no music, and then there is music. And, and so those, those are what I mean when I say lean forward moments, that there's moments where we go like, holy crap, something's going on here. We're getting deeper into his eyes, and it's very intense. Yeah, it's funny because when I watch this, um, there's that little piece where he's got that little piece of equipment set on the floor, and he plugs something in, and it kind of rocks back and forth, makes this little sound. And uh, in Tron right now, there's a scene where I'm trying to get them to pull the music out of it and just let it play as a standalone thing because it's these kind of characters who are coming into a place that they've never been before and their, their senses are all completely open and it seems to me to play so well as just uh, to not have music kind of telling you what's going on. But there's a part that where at a certain point somebody knocks something off a table and it falls on the floor and it just makes this great sound. It's this vase and it just rocks back and forth for like 30 seconds. It's going tick dunk tick dunk tick dunk tick dunk tick dunk. And it's so great, and it reminds me of that. And it's some of those choices you try and make to kind of preserve, to not put too much into the movie, to be able to leave some empty spaces to, to for people well, to fill one in. One of the questions that I... So that was James Haygood on the conversation. If you have anything you want to say about the conversation, uh, just email us at info at com. And so that's going to be our podcast. It's very short today. 
I'm going to see if I can get John to pop in and two of us will sit down and talk about assistance because they had an assistance panel earlier. And maybe we'll post that either tonight or tomorrow. So I'm Gordon Burkell. Thanks for listening.